You are listening to the Passion City Church DC podcast. To learn more about Passion City Church, including our gathering times in Atlanta and Washington, DC, visit us online at passioncitychurch.com. Today's talk comes from Pastor Ben Stewart. Next Sunday, we are gathering in the Lincoln Theater, everybody. Crazy. I realized I pointed the wrong direction. It's over there. <laughs> A couple blocks down the road. Uh, and uh, it's going to be incredible. We're so excited about moving there. Why are you moving to the Lincoln Theater? Uh, it has quite a few more seats. Uh, so particularly if you're uh, seated in one of these hallways in the, in the back and you're like, I'm just sitting in a walkway. Sorry. Next week, plenty of space for you and everyone you know. So feel the freedom to invite several people. Uh, that's why those little uh, cards are on your seat. Uh, they're not for you. I mean, you can put it on your fridge, but the idea is that you could take that with you, pray about, who am I going to give this to? Maybe I know somebody that you go, you need some help. You need this, okay? I will see you there. Uh, or you just have a friend that you go, man, uh, it's an exciting day for our church. I'd love for you to come. We're celebrating that we've got more space. We needed more space. We're moving to the Lincoln Theater. It's going to be incredible. So what that means is this is our last Sunday in the Howard Theater. Yeah, that's the thought I expected, is no one quite knows what to do with that information. You're like, do we cheer? That feels weird. Uh, Do we cry? Like, what is the right response? Uh, Confusion is appropriate, right? What does it mean? Uh, But here's what I don't want us to do. We can acknowledge there's mixed feelings, but we live in a culture that is just quick to move on and just go to the next thing. What's the next challenge? What's the next opportunity? What's the next problem? What's the next thing? How do we keep moving on? And as we thought about this moment, what kept coming to mind for me was that old hymn that says, here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I'm come, and I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. Some of you know that hymn, you sang it growing up, or or maybe you have just heard it and you've always gone, I don't know what an Ebenezer is. That's the song that I'm always like, Ebenezer Scrooge, like somehow he kind of slipped into a hymn. I don't know. Uh, isn't that a coffee shop near Union Station? What, what does it mean? Uh, well, actually the hymn writer got it uh, from a passage in 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel is a book in the Old Testament. Samuel's a prophet. Uh, he was uh, prophesying in a day of Israel where they were uh, really on the front end of coalescing as a people. And there was a day they were in a lot of trouble in 1 Samuel 7. And it says this in verse 10. It says, as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to attack Israel. But the Lord thundered with a mighty sound that day against the Philistines and threw them into confusion. And they were defeated before Israel. And the men of Israel went out from Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them as far as below Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and he set it up between Mizpah and Shen, and he called its name Ebenezer. For he said, till now, the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and did not again enter the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the day, Samuel. So they were in a moment where they said, hey, there's some things coming against us. We're, We're powerless to stop. There's experiences around us that we can't control. We're in jeopardy and our only resource is to beg God for help. 
and then a thunderstorm broke out, lightning crashed, and the Philistines realized their battle plans were messed up and they didn't attack that day. And Israel realized, yeah, we didn't do that. God did that. We exist because God helped us. But what they didn't do is go, whoo, glad that's over, what's next? They went, whoa, 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 somebody get a rock and let's put it right here and let's call it, oh, that was cool. Um, Eben Azer, stone of help. And let's call it this far. God helped us. We didn't do this. God helped us. And so before we move on, let's pause to praise the God who's given us our life. And, and they did that because it's good to praise God for what he's done. It's a good spiritual practice to pause and praise God for what he's done. But it's also good for you. Many of us know this. Some of you have read secular articles that how do you handle anxiety? You handle anxiety with gratitude. Uh, and it's one of the healthiest things you can do. So as we talked about leaving the Howard, you're like, hey, before we just move on and be like, yeah, bah, we're going to the Lincoln. No, let's stop and praise God for how he's provided for us this far. And that's really what today is. We, we've mixed up the order of things. By the way, some of you are like, when does the hosting end and sermon start? You're already in both. Uh, because we want to pause and go, wait a minute. It's good to praise God for what he's done. Before we move to the Lincoln, we're going to stop and thank him for five years of what he's done in this space. This far, the Lord's helped us. And it's, it glorifies him. And it's good for us. And we're going to need it. And you go, what does that mean? Well, why did they set up a stone and do this? It actually harkens back to when Israel first came into the promised land. They crossed the Jordan. God split it. And as they were walking through the Jordan into the land of promise, God told, hey, one person from every tribe, take a rock, put it on your shoulder that was in the water and carry it and build a little stack. And when asked why, they said, because when your children ask later, what's these stones for? You can say, that's when God made a way when there was no way. That's when God showed up when we needed him to show up. What's the assumption there? The assumption there is there's going to be a moment in the future where you're going to need to remember God showed up. What does that mean? That means you should anticipate drama in the future. <laughs> Trouble is coming. And in that moment, fear is going to rise up. You don't have to call for it, ask for it. Here it comes. And when that fear rises up, you're going to need to look back and see a memorial to help you remember. Now, remember how scared we were back then? Remember when the Philistines were at our door? Bob, you remember? You were crying. Remember everyone was freaking out? And God showed up. And God saved us. And God made a way where there was no way. And God dispersed a problem I couldn't disperse by my own power. He was faithful then. He'll be faithful now. And so we need gratitude, not just to remember fondly the past, but to give us strength and hope for the future. And I got to tell you, as I've thought about it this last Sunday gathering here, I, I got a testimony of how God showed up in this place. I got one. I mean, I remember our first Sunday here, it was the night before was the St. Patrick's Day smokeout. Some of you were there and we're glad you're here. I don't remember the band's name, but I remember their hit song was Doobie Ashtray. And I remember that because the room was, was kind of like that. When we came in, there was, there were, there, were, there was a guy asleep on stage. There were still people here from the party. And I remember like, us telling him, like, you don't have to leave, but we need you to like scooch. We got to set up church. 
And I just remember for me going like, this is church in the city, man. We're here for everybody. Everybody's got a place here. And I love that the Lord's brought us a place. We didn't have a venue and, and the Howard opened their doors and let us in. And it was a place we got to meet with the city. Uh, I, I remember one of the folks who worked here being uncertain about a church being in their space. And then her coming back weeks later and walking up to me, I remember where I was standing. She walked up and she said, I don't understand why I keep crying when y'all are here. And we started talking about what the grace of God's like and what it means. And she just said, well, I'm bringing my mother to this. I'm like, all right, you bring mom. I don't know what that means, but it sounds like a step relationally and I received. I remember one of our officers coming to us and saying, hey, we got officers that are requesting to work in the, in the gathering because they said I need it today. I'm like, that's who we are, man. I remember the first time the AC went out. And it was like 90 degrees in here. And we were standing here with our little staff going like, we can't put human beings in here. Like they're gonna pass out, not from the spirit. Like it's gonna be a, a health problem for not, like we can't do this. And so in the moment we're like, well, we're not meeting today. Which normally you just what, put chains on the door, say, sorry, try again and walk. But we're like, no, we're still here. And I remember in our staff, somebody was like, let's go buy all the coffee we can find and every donut they have to offer in this area and let's just turn it into a party out front. And we had a worship leader just play a cappella, go for it. We just had a party out on the streets out here. And I'll never forget, we got a picture of it. I didn't bring it today, but a guy was riding up on his bike and just stopped and was talking. And he said, you know, I knew something was going on in there. But to see you out here in the community like this, now I want to come. And I just remember thinking, that's our house, man. That's our church, that we, we see obstacles as opportunities. And we're here for the city. It's not just about in these doors, it's about out of these doors. And some of my favorite memories was doing baptisms right out there on the corner of Florida Avenue. The declaration that God's changed my life there for all of DC to see. So I think about this moment and I got a testimony of God's grace showing up and it encourages me for the days ahead to know God's shown up in the past. I believe he's showing up in the future. And here's the thing, I'm not the only one. So as we prayed about today, I want to tell you something. We, as a team, invited some friends. And maybe in this moment, they could take a stand and testify to the goodness of God here in the Howard Theater. My name is Toby, and I am grateful for the faithfulness of God. I am so thankful that I got to spend more Sundays than I can count out in front of the Howard Theater over the last five and a half years, welcoming people in with the experience team. But today, as I reflect back, since that very first Sunday here at the Howard, I feel far more grateful that the Howard Theater was really where I personally learned the power of prayer. I spent an equal amount of Sundays hunkered down with my then touch team, now experienced team leads, and I in the upstairs bathroom hallway praying over our lives, the things that we were struggling to overcome, praying over our team, praying for freedom from physical or emotional bondage or pain or sickness. I've prayed with girlfriends of mine who have come to church because people prayed that they would find a place here. I've spent countless mornings with my teams praying that people who were waking up and getting out of bed would feel a tug from the Lord 
to come here and that God would meet them when they would meet them when they got here. I am so thankful that every single second of hosting and giving and worship, every team member that is serving food or welcoming people at the door, they have gone into that moment with countless hours of prayer that they have relied fully on God to show up and fuel them with His Holy Spirit. I consider the Howard Theater to forever be hallowed ground for me because we invited the Holy Spirit in here Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and He never fell through on His promises. I know there's a lot of people, me included, who have come into the Howard Theater on really, really heavy and sad days, and you've been met with people who want to show up and love you well because you've been prayed to be here. I know there's a lot of people who have come in here and they're on a high and you've found people here to celebrate with you. And that's because we serve and we love a good heavenly father who will answer our prayers. God is faithful and I can testify to his goodness here at the Howard. My name is Tony and I'm grateful for the faithfulness of God. Around three years ago, my wife and I attended a church that had become a place of stress and confusion and hurt. We were mentally, spiritually, and emotionally depleted. And so after a conversation with a friend, we were advised to uh, visit an evening service together. Uh, and we knew that Passion had a five o'clock service. And so uh, this was our first stop. We sat uh, right here in these booths, uh, listening to worship, giving, teaching and prayer for months uh, as God began to heal both of our hearts. Uh, God used our visits to passion to remind us that he's faithful and present in every season. And so now my wife and I not only use our gifts to serve this house on the worship team, but also recently I uh, have the privilege of working here at Passion as our local engagement coordinator. God is faithful, and I can testify to his goodness here at the Howard Theater. Hey, folks, my name is Clay Perrier, and I'm grateful for the faithfulness of God. A few months back, Pastor Ben asked us to select a word that could capture our time here at Passion. And the word that came to mind for me was harbor as in a safe, secure haven through which strong ships can come to refortify and resupply and go out into tumultuous seas to advance a commission. If you'd asked me in 2018 when I got here, that's not the word I would have picked because I saw DC as a destination city where people came to pursue power or profession or politics. And furthermore, Navy associates, me, Harbor associates with the Navy, which I try to do, try not to do at any cost. The city doesn't always deliver on its allure. And for those of us that didn't find what we were looking for, we did find passion. I've had the privilege and the pleasure over the past three years of being in team lead on the operations team in the door holder community. Welcoming men through this doors of this building to learn what it is to follow Jesus when the world tells him not to. To balance the dualities of being a lion-faced man with the heart of a lamb. And to find a tribe of men and perhaps even a wife to hold them to account to that. But I dare say, none of that would have been possible without the shared traumas of the Howard. Whether that's the anxieties of trying to drive a 12 and a half foot tall truck through a 13 foot underpass to set up your environment. Whether it's the rigors of building a wall so structurally sound that even Jericho would be jealous. 
or whether that's doing the Devo in the bowels of these kitchens that smell different every single week, but never once like something I wanted to eat. And hospitality, that is not your fault. But because a harbor is imperfect, it doesn't mean it doesn't fulfill a purpose for which it's built. And I appreciate the Howard for sending men out into this world that are ready to advance the Great Commission with the confidence and the knowledge provided from serving alongside you all and under the leadership of Ben and Donna. I can think of Tom and the Kevins and the Bens and the Nicks and Mike and Vinny and Zach and so many more that have gone out there, abandoned the harbor, knowing the world is tumultuous and hostile, but doing it all the same. Ships are safe in a harbor, but that's not what ships are built for. And I can think of no greater testi testimony, excuse me, to the legacy of the Howard than the men and the women that advance the commission they've been given by Jesus. God is faithful, and I can testify to his goodness here at the Howard. Hey friends, my name's Grace, and I am grateful for the goodness of God here in the Howard Theater. Exactly five years ago today, I attended my first ever Passion City gathering here at the Howard Theater. I was an 18-year-old college freshman, and I was two weeks into my semester, slightly discouraged and overwhelmed by the lack of Christian community I had on my campus. But when I walked into the Howard, I felt this immediate sense of calm. Um, I remember during the worship songs, I could barely get one word out because I just started crying. Um, but it was because for the first time in DC, I knew that I was surrounded by people who love my God, people who wanted to worship him. And that's what this room and these people have been for me for the last five years through college and graduation and now my post-grad season of life. Uh, and now I have the honor of witnessing the growth of college passions, uh, college, uh, passions College community and walking alongside some students who, just like me, attended for a while by themselves. Um, so I just encourage you, if you are a college freshman or a student um, or just someone who's here for the first time today, to lean into what God's doing here. You are in this room for a purpose. God is faithful, and I can testify to his goodness here at the Howard Theater. My name's Amy, and I'm grateful for the faithfulness of God. It was in this place that I first confessed to the Lord that although I may hear the testimonies of other people's families being saved, that I did not believe it was going to happen for my own family. And it was in this seat that I couldn't deny the spirit moving in my heart in a personal way. As I heard the names of those family members spoken in a prayer on stage, I couldn't believe what I heard. And I knew that God saw them and he saw me. And I began believing that their salvation is possible and I'm still believing it today. Um, I realized in that moment that God doesn't owe us proof that He is working in the lives of us or the others in the, around us. And he, we don't always see it, but He can be kind enough to show us that He is. This isn't just a seat that I sit in. It's the place where I saw, I saw God seeing me, and He sees you too. God is faithful, and I can testify to that, His goodness in the Howard Theater.
My name is David, and I am grateful for the faithfulness of God. On our first day at the Howard, I was outside welcoming people in. And through the years, it was actually God who was welcoming me in. And as I served on experience team, we used to uh, serve together and work together and love each other and build community. And it was some of the best people I've ever met. And um, occasionally we cleaned up a dead rat along the way. Um, I was also uh, right outside these doors. I was also baptized in front of this church and these friends in this community um, and turned my life around. God uh, was faithful over the last five years in this building. And I can testify to the goodness of God here at the Howard Theater. My name is Nick Taylor, and I'm grateful for the faithfulness of God. In 2017, God blessed me with a fantastic new job, but quite frankly, one that I was not qualified for in the slightest. I was managing the co-working space in the WeWork Wonder Bread factory, a lot of responsibility for my early 20s. I was struggling in my second week with a complex project, and I really had no idea what I was doing. I was mad at God for putting me in a position to fail. I walked outside and physically ran into a group of people standing by flags. The flag said passion. Uh, I walked into uh, the basement uh, of the vision night that was going on in uh, the basement of the building I was working in and heard Pastor Ben Stewart talking about how sometimes God puts you in positions that you can't handle because he wants you to trust him. Fast forward six months later, and Passion City Church DC opens its doors in this Howard Theater, directly behind the Wonder Bread factory. I was stayed working with the, co with the co-working company, and in the early 2019, I helped open a new location in Roslyn. I was able to help Passion set up a partnership to host the Roslyn community groups uh, in Virginia in that common space of the WeWork. Uh, and in the, one of the very first community groups, in the Roslyn WeWork in the fall of 2019, I met my fiance. If I had not taken the leap of faith to take the new job in 2017, I would not have ran into the vision night, may not have visited the Howard Theater, would not have met my best friends here serving, and might not have met my future wife. God's, God is faithful, and I can testify to his goodness here at the Howard Theater. My name is Satare, and I am grateful for the faithfulness of God. I am grateful that he is patient and persistent in his pursuit of us. For most of 2021, I felt like the Lord was calling me to surrender certain ways of living. But reluctant to let go, I instead clung tighter to the reins of control over my own life. Then, on October 31st, Pastor Ben shared a message titled, Inconvenient Obedience. Serving on production team that Sunday, I listened to that message twice. And suddenly, the choice that I had been avoiding for months became so clear as the Holy Spirit met me with gentleness and conviction in that stairwell. That day, I turned completely from those things that were distancing me from my Creator, and my life looks unrecognizable today because of it. God is faithful, and I can testify to His goodness here at the Howard Theater.
My name is Clifford, and I am grateful to the Lord for all that he's done for me here in Passion. I was actually in Atlanta at 5.15 on the Sunday that Ben and Donna announced that D.C. would be the home of the new Passion City Church. I had just suffered one of a series of devastating losses, wondering what to do. But hearing that Passion was going to come to my hometown gave me a clear direction to return here. When I returned here, I encountered the Touch Team. And they and faithful brothers like David, like Kevin, like Brock, dusted me off and got me back on the field. I have endeavored, and it is my mission and joy, to do the same for others. For this and so many other things that the Lord has given me the opportunity to be a part of at Passion, I can truly testify to the goodness of God here at the Howard Theater. My name is Catherine, and I'm grateful for the faithfulness of God. On October 13th, 2019, Pastor Ben invited anyone who had put their life and trust in the Lord over the first year of the church to place a light bulb in the cross-shaped wall to signify a life forever changed. My best friends from college happened to be in town. We were sitting in the middle section on the floor just here, and they squeezed my hand as I answered the invitation. My door holder team greeted me at the front of the stage where I'm standing now, and they physically walked me to the wall as I screwed in the very first light bulb into the wall. People in every corner of the Howard witnessed this moment and congratulated me on the other side. I didn't know that friends who had walked with me in those early stages of my faith would be in the room for that moment, but God did. I didn't know that my door holder team that met me at the stage would become my closest mentors and friends, just like Toby who kicked us off at the beginning, but God did. And I didn't know that so many people who I thought were strangers in the Howard were actually my family all along, but God did. God is faithful and I can testify to his goodness here at the Howard Theater. Amazing. Awesome. You know, it's interesting. Um, Joshua chapter four, beginning in verse five, they said this as the people of God crossed the Jordan into the promised land. It says, Joshua said to them, pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan and take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel that this may be a sign among you, that when your children ask in time to come, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it passed by over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. So we asked friends here just to say, hey, take a moment and remember, just let's pick up a stone and put it down of saying, this far the Lord has helped me. He made a way where there was no way. And some of you got to hear those stories that resonated with you. I didn't have friends here in town and now I do. I had a purpose here in town, but to be honest, I was aiming too low and God aimed me at a bigger story. I had some 
difficulties in my life I thought were insurmountable and then God showed me a way. I came to faith here. I met my fiance here. Some of you, that's your number one prayer request. You're like, Lord, that was, I never got past that guy. I'm gonna talk to that guy later. I don't know what it is, but as we prayed about today, we just thought, you know what? We wanna hear about other people's testimony to how God showed up in their life. And, but we didn't just wanna hear them and go, well, congratulations. We wanted to provide you a moment before we leave for you to, to stop. And we put some stones under your chairs and those are not to throw at me. Those are different passages in the Bible. That's not what we're doing here. But I'd invite you, if you haven't grabbed it yet, haven't been fiddling with it, just pick it up and hold it for a second. The tribes of Israel, they threw theirs on their shoulder. We decided to give you some that are a little smaller. But I just want to ask you, if you would, just take that and look, look at it for a moment. Turn it over in your hand for a moment. And I just want to give you a second to ask. God, say, will you bring, bring to mind for me a moment in my past where you showed up? Just take a moment and ask him, say, God, do I have a testimony of, of your grace showing up? And ask him to bring it to mind. We're not going to put a mic in front of you, but maybe you could share it with a friend over lunch, but Some of you, maybe it jumps to mind right away. Some of you may take a minute, and that's okay, but just ask them, say, God, is there a moment where I'd forgotten about? I just, in the midst of all the drama of right now and trying to move to the next thing, I just, I lost sight of the fact that you were faithful in the past. I moved on to the next prayer request, and I forgot that you answered that one. I moved here with no friends, now I have friends. I was worried about finances, now I'm provided for, not Mr. Me. I was in some pretty distorted relationships and now I'm, I'm free. I was in a scary place in my mind and now my mind is sound. Or maybe it's as Ephesians says, I was without God and without hope in the world. But somebody told me about the grace of God and that man, Jesus Christ, and I believed. And I was dead. Now I'm alive. I was lost. Now I'm found. I was blind and now I see. God, it honors you for us to praise you. It's good for us to express gratitude. And we need it so we can meet the future with faith instead of fear. Our God who's been faithful in the past will be faithful in the future. Some of you, maybe it's just, I'm still here. Or that I got to show up here at all.
Or maybe for some of you, this is your moment. And, you know, I mentioned that hymn earlier. He was quoting this passage I read to you from Samuel when he said, Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I'm come. And I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. That, that's not him trying to come home from a party one night. That's him saying, I know that the God whose grace has brought me this far will take me all the way to see his face at the end. But then he tells you what his story was. It wasn't the Philistines coming after me. It wasn't a big river in front of me. I didn't know how to cross. He says, Jesus sought me when a stranger wandering from the fold of God, he to rescue me from danger, interposed his precious blood. He said, let me tell you what my testimony is. My testimony is that Jesus Christ sought me. Jesus was sitting once with a group that was, the Bible just says they were a bunch of sinners. And several of them worked for the government. That's what it said. Tax collectors and sinners kind of lumped together. You know, just try to imagine what that's like. And some religious people were mad at Jesus for hanging out with them. And Jesus told the story of a son that ran to a distant country and squandered his money on riotous living and realized he went to go find life and instead it was stripping life from him. And he said, I wanna go back to my father's house. But he was scared that his father would reject him for going so astray. But when the father saw the son while he was still a long way off, the father hitched up his robe and went running. And Jesus told that story to answer the question, why am I sitting among sinners? He said, that's why. Because the heart of God is to see men and women who are made in his image who are a long way off. And he doesn't stand there with arms crossed waiting, waiting for them to make their way back. While you're still a long way off, while you're still wondering if you should even be here, he's hiking up and running for you. And Jesus said, that's why I'm here. I'm here because the Father so loved the world that he sent his son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. I am the rescue mission. Jesus sought me when a stranger, I was wandering from the fold of God. I was lost and he came to find me. But then he said, he to rescue me from danger. I wasn't just lost, I was lost and in trouble. I wasn't just in a distant field, there were wolves in the field. I wasn't just someone who was a bit misled, I was a sinner underneath the condemnation of heaven justly. But Jesus didn't just come to give you a pump up message, give you a you can do it speech. He said, if the wages of sin is death and death is coming for you, I interpose my precious blood. I step in front of the danger. I take the hit. Jesus didn't just come as a moral teacher. He said, I come as a sacrifice. That if the wages of sin is death, the payment for our wandering is punishment, I take the hit. I step in front of you. I face the wolves so that you can live. That's what the cross of Jesus Christ is. It's not just inspiration. It's not just motivation. It's payment. It's I purchase you with my precious blood. That if you put your faith in me, all that sin and guilt and shame that hounds you, he says, you don't need to walk out listening to those voices anymore. 
I take them from you. I bury them in the grave. How do you know he's powerful enough? Because he rose from that grave. Sin, death, hell, the grave, they're too big for you. They're not too big for him. That Jesus Christ, our hero, fought for us, died for us, rose for us. And when he was asked, what does the Father want? He said, believe in the one he sent. You put your faith in me. I put my spirit in you. And he moves you to be what you can never be on your own. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at passioncitychurch.com or download the Passion Movement app. And again, thanks for listening to the Passion City Church DC podcast.